when I hear those lyrics, it does not touch me. I hear it and I laugh. The BTS phenomenon is important <laughs> yeah. when you're thinking about this song. I didn't believe in God and I was angry at God for not existing. Those ideas are actually so profound that they're incredibly simple. Okay, so I this song. Kim Jong Un. This episode is a disaster. There are no new words under the sun. There are no new notes I have left to hum. There are no new rhymes yet to be sung. There are no new chords that strings haven't strummed. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unreliable Narrators, where we discuss media, literature, and the arts and how they relate to Christ, the self, and the world. I'm Raymond Docapil. And I'm Sophie Glomperens. And I'm Trinity Glomperens. So today we are going to talk about the worldwide phenomenon, the the band that everyone is talking about. Uh, we all want to hear it. We all know them. We all love them. It's none other than BTS. I actually Woo! have to reveal the great this BTS. This is the first time I ever heard a BTS song. Same. Yeah. 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 You really need to get on the BTS bandwagon because we are all on the BTS bandwagon now. I'm, I'm on the BTS. We're well, in it. Yeah. Okay. You can't talk about BTS unless you're crazy about it. Really, I think. Okay, it's I'm the gonna have to way. go. Actually. <laughs> oh no. But okay, no, I actually. Well, okay. After hearing this song, I have to admit, I was not immediately a fan, but after listening to Permission to Dance, my entire worldview has changed. <laughs> I am a BTS stan. I will listen to that song every day. I don't need Permission to Dance. Wait, wait. You said a BTS fan or a BTS stan? You've never heard about... No. Okay, so Raymond stan. isn't hip. <laughs> What's a stan? Not that that was... New information. But, um, Raymond likes BTS, but he isn't hip. That's that's actually kind of okay. Yeah. What's a BTS? What's a stand? Okay, so as oh, this is gonna be really embarrassing if I explain this, and it's not true, but I'm pretty sure to say that you're a stan of something. Have you heard Eminem? No. Stan. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> that would explain. It's like oh, super fan. Doesn't it just mean support. Oh, a super fan. I stan. I support. Oh. I, I no idea. I'm like stand, but without the. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, I don't know, but it just write to us really listeners and tell us what does stand mean. Yeah, please. We want some it's, emails, especially please. if you're a BTS stand. Um, but okay. Anyway, I I um I had never heard of BTS before. I have um some friends of mine who are musicians, um and they became they're like very, really good. They're, musicians. they're very good musicians, and they recently became um. Uh, very like BTS fans, and they were doing a live stands. Stri- stands. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what. I, I'd have to ask them. <laughs> and they, they, they invited me over to watch a live stream of, of BTS. It was the first time I watched it. I had seen Korean boy bands before. Like I, I sort of knew what I was expecting when I saw it. But of course, it was the first time I ever sat through a full <laughs> Korean boy band <laughs> concert. Um, so I can't say I, I can't say I'm a connoisseur of Korean boy bands. Um, it was rather I think it was a very shocking experience. A little bit. It was a bit of a culture shock. Was not expecting to see all the flashiness. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And it was it was it was kind of kind of weird. Did to, they sing to, permission to dance? They sang permission to dance. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. Let me tell you, they did not ask anyone. <laughs> yeah, that that is what I want to hear. They did not stop for nothing. Uh, okay, but anyway. I, you know what? If I, oh my gosh, if I were in 
a band that had a song called Permission to Dance, and the entire thing was about asking permission. We don't need permission to dance. I would start. It would be dead silent <laughs> in the con. Like you know, the audience is waiting, bated breath, <laughs> and then I would say. I, I know what I would say. I, I didn't have anything to I say. I know. I know what I would say. I would say I would be standing there and I would be like maybe like playing a little piano intro and it's like this kind of sounds like that song but it's not it and I'll go, you know, I would uh I would ask you how you feel about hearing this next song but uh I don't need permission. I don't need permission to dance. <laughs> and everyone would freak out. Everyone freak. Okay, yeah. But here's the thing about the BTS is that I feel like freaking out over it is like part of the experience. You know, even if you don't like it that much, oh, I love no, to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel like that's that's part. Like, the audience are like the twelfth fan. You know. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, that's that's a, it's like a reference. phenomenon. Twelfth yeah. man. Yeah. Like the twelfth, the twelfth man. So, if, uh, for those non-local Washington residents, yeah. the twelfth man is the twelfth player in the Seahawks football player uh, team. Uh, football team. <laughs> Raymond showing how much he knows about football. And it's just the fans. And it's just the fans. But you see, it is it, the fans. The Seahawks fans have become so intense that it has become its own phenomenon mm-hmm. to the point where, like, being the twelfth man is unique. As opposed to mm. being a follower of any other team, yeah, right? you are unique. You are unique in being a fan. So you okay, have. So the the BTS phenomenon it is a unique phenomenon, and I think there's also I think part of the reason I guess is just because they're different. You yeah, know? and they were able. I mean, mm. they're not unique in Korea. In fact, they're like opposite of unique. They're pretty generic in Korea. But they were. <laughs> but the lead singer Nam Jun, I think is his name. Um, he knows a lot of English. His English, well, his English is relatively good. Mm-hmm. He's the lead singer. He has a good stage presence. He's pretty confident, and so they were able to sort of make their presence known in the states, mm. and like the Beatles. Yeah, they're going. Mm. They're representing Korean boy bands in 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 the U.S. Mm. And so, so they're not special. They're not special, but okay. they're special to us. Oh, okay. And so people get really excited about it because it's just a different beat, a different feel, a different look. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, when you go to like a BTS or just let's say a Korean boy band concert, you do not go there for deep lyrics. You go there to watch some sick dancing. Yeah. You know. That they don't need permission. That they don't need to permission do. to do. Yeah. No. Uh, by the way, uh, f- uh, for this, is, this is young person lingo. Sick means like cool. So. Um, <laughs> Raymond's <laughs> trying to prove that he's him. <laughs> he uh, lost some cred back there. Yeah. Raymond's like, and I also sent many texts earlier. <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. I know how to do that. They said things like BTW yeah, and LOL. And for all of you who don't know, texting is when... <laughs> so anyway, no, actually, like, for, like, a typical Korean boy band, I think there's a lot... I think I don't know if there's, like, 12 or 13 people in BTS. There's a lot more in a, in a regular boy band. They can be up to, like, 20, 30, 40. They're, like, huge. Oh, my gosh. You know, wow. because the point... Is their synchronized dancing? They do these big synchronized dance movements. I want to be in a Korean boy band. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, so if you, if you, if you're going, if your whole point of the of the uh, the concert is to just do all this synchronized dancing, obviously you're not going to be thinking about the lyrics all that much. Right. Um, they're just kind of there to provide the background. Yeah. You're just dancing. Because they're like, they, they, you watch the, the concert, they're like sweating, man. They have to drink because they're doing so much exercise. Wow. 
you know, they don't have time to like sing. So <laughs> anyway, the reason why <laughs> I feel we like bring that's that... how most concerts are. But right. No, sorry. But this is especially a big deal. The, da- the coordinated dancing is the feature, the main yeah. feature that makes them stand out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the reason why I bring that up is because when we were looking at this lyrics, we thought <laughs> this is not that deep. That's that's our, our, our prevailing immediate takeaway. That was immediate, our immediate takeaway. This is not that deep. <laughs> it's true. It's accurate. Um, so anyway, but it's about always, and it, the reason why. Um, this uh, piece we're, we're talking about is it is because uh, stylistically and content wise it is a little bit different from the BTS songs we are used to which is just dancing and being happy and I love you and I love you too and I love you too and yes and you they love them and, and they you, love, you love me, love me. And I love you and I, you know that's and we're a, all happy and dancing rainbows butterflies yes that's what we're used to and so in this song it opens up with. One morning, I opened my eyes and wished I was dead, which is a real... Holy cow! It's a total change of tone. Which is, to be clear, a translation yeah, of it's, the lyric. Yeah, okay, that was another thing. Was I was wondering whether a lot of this was because it was translated, but a lot of this he also sings in English, so mm-hmm. there yeah. are parts of it that... Okay, so basically this is kind of like BTS's existentialist song. They're worrying... He, he is the singer... Uh, Kim John, oh gosh, already <laughs> Nam June, Kim Kim Nam June, no, who's wrote that's this? Not true. No, that is his name. Really? Yes. Oh. Okay. Wow. I'm sorry. We're gonna really insult the BTS. You, didn't, you had never heard cut a BTS this song out. before cut that today. Out. Please cut it out. Okay, so this I song. You were saying Kim Jong Un. Sorry. Okay. Kim Nam June. Okay. The first time on the podcast in a long time, and I'm getting shushed. This episode. Okay, so so um, the lyrics, he says, One morning I opened my eyes and wish I was dead. I want someone to kill me in this loud silence. I live to understand the world, but the world has never understood me. Um, and then and then here's the the uh, lyrics that are are, are are more interesting. Where it gets more interesting is where he says, If I ever meet God, I would tell him this, that life is coffee that I never ordered. That's what you would tell God yeah. if you meet him? Yeah, yeah. I would grab him by the collar and tell him, death is an Americano you can't refill. <laughs> and... Hey, look, well, this is... This is serious. I'm sorry. Okay? Are you <laughs> sure that you're alive? Then let's prove it somehow. When I exhale, I see my breath on the window. There is condensation. You are dead. You are dad, but you are dead. Dead dad, you don't listen to me. Dad, please listen to me. So we were looking at, this is a quote from a YouTube quote from a BTS fan. A comment. A comment from a BTS fan who said, "Um, this life is a coffee that I never ordered. I think I've never heard something this close to what I actually feel. The way he just put words on my painful feelings is so overwhelming. You have no idea how important this is to me. I love you so much, June, and I hope one day I'll be able to tell you in person how much you helped me. Um, and so, obviously, this was uh, this has spoken to a lot of people. A lot of people think that this song is, at least for the BTS fan, this is they're not used to sort of thinking about these these deep issues existential feelings yeah so yeah. it really spoke to them and so we thought we would w- 
we wanted to help them out. So we left a reply. The unreliable narrators left a reply on this YouTube comment, and we said, if you appreciate lyrics of this kind, you may be interested in Shakespeare's Hamlet or the book of Ecclesiastes from the Bible. Great stuff. <laughs> Great job, us. So, um, I mean, this is we, this is on the field in the trenches, Mars Hill, right here. <laughs> we are getting out there. We're we're talking about you know deep stuff here. So anyway, yep. yeah. But look, so we we laugh at this that this um, at these lyrics as being too self serious. So. Trent, you, why, why do you, yeah. what do you think about this? Why do you, why do you think it's so laughable to you? Well, see, okay, this is actually what I was thinking when I first heard it, and what I was talking about afterwards was the entire topic of the song is so serious. It is really deeply painful, and there are a lot of people who genuinely struggle. And I'm sure that the person who is leaving that comment, who's talking about those lyrics, genuinely has struggled with deep existential problems but but the words that are used to say you know life is an americano that can't be refilled just doesn't (laughs) death is an americano that you can't refill i i I, yeah death oh my gosh okay i i think that okay i'm gonna say something and then i'm going to respond to it because i think when when i hear those lyrics it does not touch me i hear it and i laugh because i think that when you have such a deep, serious problem and then you talk about it in, in such a flippant way, it makes it seem funny. Um, but on the other hand, I am also the person who cried to Taylor Swift's lyrics, Band-Aids don't fix bullet holes. <laughs> so When you were younger, though. I, when I was younger. But I think that that's the main thing that I want to say is just that even though... It doesn't, it it isn't serious. The lyrics in this song are poorly worded, I would say, from from my perspective. It doesn't mean that it doesn't touch people. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't do something. And, And art can only truly be, I think judged based off no that's not true okay well here, here's the thing though is that like you said it was it was like flippant but i don't think that from his perspective from kim nam jun's perspective yeah. he's being flippant probably he's I, dead serious he's dead serious yeah okay um, it feels flippant i think I have, that's what i mean i have a comment about that which is so john green a few different times has said when he talks about when he thinks back on himself, when said, who said, John Green? John Green. Yeah. When he was a teenager, so when he was in high school, he remembers feel, having feelings that were so intense because they were all new that he was having really big emotions for the first time in his life when he, you know, became a teenager, which a lot of people experience. And he says he remembers saying things like, when he would say like, "I have never been this happy," mm-hmm. or "I have never been this scared." He meant it because every time it felt like this is the strongest version of this emotion that I've ever experienced. And that way he became an adult. He was like, that wasn't that big a deal, whatever it was, the emotion that he was feeling. But he felt it so strongly because he was so young and because he was having, because that's just the first time he's feeling that emotion. So I think that there's something about this song where it's kind of like the... The general audience demographic for BTS tends to be younger. I think it tends to be adolescents. And I think that, like, when you're young, 
sometimes a lyric like, life is, <laughs> life is a coffee that I never ordered, speaks to you because you're young and your emotions are really big and you don't get that that's not the best lyric in the world. Well, there's something else going on here too because, again, we were talking about how, like, comparatively speaking, this song is sort of unique to the mm-hmm. rest of the songs that people are used to when you, when you go to a BTS concert. And so there's also, you think about it in the context of like the rest of the songs that usually come out, there's a contrast here. You know, they're not expecting this. They're not expecting to think about it. And also, it's a matter of, well, it's a matter of authority. And when I say authority, I mean like um, authority is relative, you know, especially, I guess, when it comes to you're an adolescent, you're a teenager, when you begin questioning a lot of authority figures. And because you realize that your grown-ups and parents are not perfect, and so then you become rather cynical. And so then you gravitate towards whoever you think is the most perfect, right? Or in your eyes, you know, whoever, who, who, someone that you can accept as an authority figure unironically and just worship, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And once you find that person, then anything they say is automatically profound. And so I think that a lot of people, you know, because there's already this fandom phenomenon, uh, this worship of uh, hero worship of BTS, then this person is kind of like a sage, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they hear them say, life is a coffee I've never ordered. And they're like, I've never thought about that before. (laughs) You know? That's crazy. I think a lot of these lyrics, again, it's, there's nothing funny about the topic. It's all about the expression, because it, it really is true, like Hamlet's soliloquy. He deals with a lot of these similar problems, right. well, well, but just in a very different way. Nietzsche yeah. says God is dead. This, he, yeah, This dead guy dad. says it too. Yeah. <laughs> he just says it very differently. And I think that that's what's so interesting, is I, I doubt that a lot of the people who love this song and love BTS would read Hamlet's soliloquy or... Nietzsche's God is Dead, and would have similar feelings from those that they got from this song. And I think it has to do with the thing that you're saying about authority. I'm not exactly sure whether it's just because this is a song, and someday you just need to hear the song and have that influence you in order for you to think that it's profound, but um, I kind of think that that... I think that that's what's so interesting, is the subject is very powerful and important, but the way it is expressed is not. <laughs> also, I think. I mean, like you've been to you guys been to concerts before. I mean, there's. I mean, like it's it's actually you know a very fairly recent phenomenon that concerts, at least you know modern concerts, uh, have all of this like the smoke machines and the screens and the lights and everything and that sort of thing. I mean, it's meant to be a religious experience. You're supposed to sort of. All the, I mean, that's kind of what the, the, the sort of effects that it evokes on you. Um, like, you know, in a previous age when we, when we built these massive cathedrals and there were archways and something, the archways are actually were supposed to simulate trees um, in medieval cathedrals. Um, I have to check my source, source on that. Um, I'm not sure. But, I mean, if you look at it, it does have that similarity <laughs> because you're supposed to enter back into Eden and then there's the stained glass windows. I mean, and there's the usage of light and the light shining through the stained glass window. All of that was designed to build a religious experience. So, 
instead of thinking about it when you're listening to the song, when you're listening on a recording, you have to think about it. That's why I said the BTS phenomenon <laughs> is important yeah. when you're thinking about this song. You have to think about the dancing and the smoke machines and the, and the lights and everything um, yeah. because that's part of what you know, creates the effect. And going back, sorry, but going back to what you were saying about um, the contrast between their other kinds of songs and then this one, I think that that's, that's another really important subject matter that it's just interesting the way that it's expressed is the fact that because they sing all of these other happy songs, I think that an important message that this song gives, even if I, I don't love the lyrics, it almost doesn't matter what the lyrics are, the fact that it's expressing that people who are very happy and who are putting on these performances to make you happy are not doing well. <laughs> and they're not doing well because their their creator or, or their dad, as they're calling it, is dead. Um, I think that that's the important message that it's communicating, kind of regardless of whether or not the lyrics are cheesy. Yeah. And- Isn't it true, Raymond, didn't you say before that the... the- the song's writer said it wasn't about suicide. Is that true? No, I, oh. well, I don't know what you. I don't know what I'm thinking about. I mean, I mean, this kind of goes back to because we've been talking about suicide on our last episode a lot. Um, the difference between like um, seriously thinking about suicide and also just having a suicidal mindset mm-hmm. of just not wanting to live. Yeah. Which is kind of where it all starts, you know, and it can transfer to something more serious. But also that's like a pretty common feeling that a lot of people have. And so that's the thing is that uh, it can be laughed at, you know, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and we do laugh at it, but also we've all experienced, we all know it's real. So mm-hmm. it's like at the end of the day, it's like, yes, Kim, Kim Namjoon, we know how you feel, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've been there. Um mm-hmm. And and this and that and that 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 line at the end, I think, actually, is a really interesting contradiction. I'm not sure if Kim Nam Joon is aware of the contradiction or not, but he says, "Well, I don't know. He probably is." Dear Dad, Dead Dad, what Dead Dad? You don't listen to me, Dad. Please listen to me. I mean, that part of what having faith is is to hmm. believe. That God exists even though you don't feel like he exists all the time. But in this case, I mean, this is a pretty common uh, mindset to have of you don't exist. I don't believe you exist, but I still want you to listen to me. Hmm. I'm still praying to God, even though I don't believe in you. You know, how do we know that when he says dad, he means God? Well, I kind of think he does. Maybe you could argue that he doesn't. But I mean, the whole at the beginning of this uh, uh, verse he says I ever if I ever meet God I would tell him this and then he keeps on talking about what he would say to God and then are you sure that you're alive we assume that he's still talking about mm-hmm. God let's prove it you are dead I mean so the the beginning of the lyrics began talking about God and he kept on talking about it um, <clears throat> so mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that there's meant to be some kind of conflation that he's talking about, like, his own personal, like, relationship with his dad. I kind of suspect that's probably not the case. Uh, I don't, um, um, from what I know of, like, at least Asian culture in general, and this is probably also true of Korean culture, is that, you know, um, 
filial piety, at least in Chinese culture, is a big deal. But relationships with your parents is not something that you talk about or express in the same mm. way that you do it in the West. Um, so I sort of suspect that it's that this is that he would not probably be writing a song about his actual dad. Mm. Um, but I could be wrong about that. Mm. Anyway, I mean, they're in the context of the. Um, in the context of, of the song, it seems that there at least is meant to be an association with, like, God the Father, right? Yeah. Talking about Dad. And he's talking about it in rather intimate terms, which is, you know, saying Dad, which is not common in religious language. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. But then, yeah, so there's this very... Uh, clearly, it's a real emotion. It's a real emotion that he's expressing here. And that is, I still want you to listen to me and care about me even if I can't bring myself to believe that you exist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was that was the emotion that C.S. Lewis said in Surprised by Joy. I was, uh, I didn't believe in God and I was angry at God for not existing. Um, and I guess most people are aware that there's a contradiction there, but, you know, that's our, that's, those are, that's emotions for you. Emotions are contradictory. Mm-hmm. So. I think that that interpretation makes sense to me, and I definitely think that he could be talking about God. I do think that the line where he says, are you sure that you're alive? I read that as he's talking about himself Mm because he's trying to prove that he's alive. He says, are you sure that you're alive? Then let's prove it somehow. When I exhale, I see my breath. On the window, there's condensation. So he knows that he's alive because he can see his breath. Um, So it's sort of like a Descartes, hmm, how am I going to prove that I exist? Yeah. Except that instead of, I think, and that's how I know I exist, it's, I breathe, I want and that's to see how BTS I know I exist. versus Descartes, you know? <laughs> see, actually, Who's you know, right? you know, actually, I think this is, this is funny, though, that, uh, uh, that we've been talking about, like, BTS is, like, not really being as deep, deep and profound as, like, Shakespeare or Descartes, but we could also reverse it and say, mm-hmm. you know what, actually, the deepest philosophers in the world are really not all that deeper than BTS. Yeah. You know? Well, also, there are people who can say things simply. Like, I was, I was mm-hmm. thinking about the fact that sometimes, you know, you need to read Hamlet talk about his, his deep existential crisis. And sometimes you do need to read, well, we said it a lot of times, but life is like a cup of coffee that I never ordered. You know, like, mm-hmm. sometimes you need it to just be simple. And I think that that's kind of, at least what they're doing here whether or not it's intentional yeah, yeah. It's, you didn't expect it that's the, that's the whole point it's like you were here yeah. to, to to joke around to to go to a concert to smash your bodies against each other and have a good time <laughs> okay <laughs> and, and all of Cutting a sudden that one out <laughs> all of a sudden out of nowhere life is a cup of coffee i've never ordered it hits you like a ton of bricks mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. okay so. i'm actually just shocked i hadn't even thought about the fact that when he's talking about you are dad, but you are dead, it could not be talking about God. But now that we've had that conversation, I'm shocked that he s- jumps to saying you are dad, but you are dead. That is a huge statement for BTS to make mm-hmm. in the middle of their song. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just kind of a lot. And I think, um, Wow. It's Hamlet and Descartes and uh, Nietzsche all in a row. All combined into one line. You know, honestly. <laughs> Incredible. You know, seriously, I was not expecting to, that, that Hamlet, Descartes, and Nietzsche would come up in a 
conversation about BTS, but it happened, so... Yeah, you know what? Well, when people ask me who my favorite philosopher is, I'm saying BTS. <laughs> I'm not even gonna be... Well, one thing that I want to point out is that I don't... I When we say that, when we say, oh yeah, there's Nietzsche and Hamlet and Descartes in this song, I, it's kind of true, but I actually wouldn't give the intellectual credit for that to BTS. Mm-hmm. I think it's more that those those works are so human that naturally the expression of that sort of idea comes out of humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't think that so much elevates this song as demonstrates that those ideas are actually so profound that they're incredibly simple and very human, very yeah. naturally human. Yeah, yeah. The most profound things can are also true things and if they're true things mm. then they're also simple things imagine so. be, imagine writing this song and being like wow i'm coming up with such great things nobody's yeah. ever thought of these things before yeah well i don't know what do you would what we think if you read hamlet then what would you would, <laughs> what shakespeare stole my idea yeah yeah well, and I think well we are, we're going to hope that, yeah. that, that that YouTuber who we commented is going to read that comment and mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, go to Ecclesiastes and and maybe, uh, who knows? Who maybe knows? they will become the next Shakespeare. They'll say, I thought that like... cup of coffee line matched what I thought so much, but <laughs> look at this line from Ecclesiastes. Yeah, all is vanity. It's driving <laughs> after the wind. Said it even better. <laughs> How could they say it better? <laughs> But I think that that's why the next line, just before the string of always, is so interesting. Oh, it's down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is it that I'm being so earnest, yet it's not working out? Huh. Interesting. That is very interesting. See, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't even like see that line yeah. before. Because we've been talking this whole time about like, you know, this person is being so serious and it's not and it's flippant. It's not working for us, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and and yet and then he asks that exact question. I don't like, think that I, that's what he's talking about, but I do agree. It is ironic. I think there are multiple ways to interpret that. I don't know. And I like your interpretation. No, I think you I know. I think that might be that even that might be correct. I mean, you know, uh, uh, um, 21 Pilots has talked about the insufficiency of words, mm-hmm. as many poets have. True. You know, I wish I could make chords in an order that is new. Mm-hmm. I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang. Mm-hmm. Like, he's written this song that is supposed to express his emotions. Mm. And he's just expressing his frustration. I'm being so earnest. This is not doing enough. This is not doing oh, it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not working out. Like, I still haven't really got to the heart of my problem. And I do think that part of it is leading from the um, talking to dead dad, right? Dad, please listen to me. Why am I being so earnest? I think that that can also link from that. Why Why is it that I'm being so earnest and asking you to listen to me and it is not working? Hmm. Although those, those are separated thoughts, similar to the are you sure that you're alive line and then talking about the you are dead. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there are just multiple interpretations, but I think they both make sense. Yeah, yeah. I think we should also be open to the idea that there's something being lost in translation as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, um, give give credit where credit is due. 
we're, we're thankful for BTS for making us think more deeply about life. Um, we hope that we hope that uh, there are BTS fans who are listening who also think uh, more deeply about life. Thanks, BTS. Yes. I know, I'm a BTS fan. Yep. Stan. Girl <laughs> stands here. Yep, I'm gonna go Interesting out. song. I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna uh, break out a bacata and I'm not gonna ask a single person no. if it's okay. There's no way. No asking permission to dance here yep. ever again. Yep, yep. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. So fun. You've been listening to Unreliable Narrators, a Mars Hill podcast. Unreliable Narrators is an original podcast produced by Stoa alumni. You can subscribe to our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit our website at unreliablenarratorspodcast.wordpress.com or write to us at unreliablenarratorsstoa at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Raymond Dokapil and Sophie Klomperens, and our theme song is New Moon by Caleb Klomperens. In our next episode, we'll be discussing the anime TV show Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Until then, friends, next time someone gives you a cup of coffee you never ordered, show a little gratitude. Seriously, who ever had a problem with free coffee? I know you can see something inside the one part of me that I cannot hide.